Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through It Podcast featuring myself, Mitch Robinson, and my pretty famous co-host in Sean Tobin from Exclusive Insight. Yeah. Welcome, mate. Don't know about famous, but thank you, Mitch. It's to, good to be here. To me, you are. <laughs> big <laughs> weekend of footy, man. Mate, big weekend of football. Massive weekend. I think seven, well, we were just talking about seven of the nine games under 15 points. 15 points. Incredible. Every game was pretty close besides bar us, but um, we'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah, you, um, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't help the... The margin. No, yeah, I didn't help the. I helped, I might, <laughs> we helped a little bit of a blow there, but no, it was a good weekend of footy actually. As, as I said, I watched probably about three to four games this weekend. Actually, the first yeah. time in a long time yeah, um, yeah. that I've actually sat down and watched a few games. So um, that just goes to show that the competition must be pretty tight and uh, a little bit exciting for me to sit down and watch games. Yeah, it, it was a it was a good weekend of football. Like yeah. it was a great weekend of football in terms of just the quality of play. Um, the games are tight, and I think you know, as fans, that's what you want, isn't it? You yeah. want to be able to go there and, and expect that your team can win any week. Because um, you're you're a fan of the game, aren't you? Yeah, massive. Yeah, I uh, I know we spoke about this initially. You know, working, um, I mean, it's hard to say this now, but I grew into the Essendon family, so that was a. Uh, All right, that that's was, been that the episode of Rip Through It. Uh, <laughs> but but obviously, down. you know, working at the Suns for six years. You know, obviously you want to see that football club do well and now with Gary which they are um, yeah which they're playing great football yeah. and now with Gary also at Geelong you know I'll make sure I watch their game so um, you just got to tell me which team's playing and I'll let you know yeah jeez yeah. Gold Coast mate they're, they're, they're playing great football they've like, had four yeah. games decided by less than a goal and when they could have beaten was St Kilda lost by a two points or one point they lost by yeah I think under a kick for for round one um, I mean when, when I saw Jack Bowes get that I was yesterday. watching too, and I was oh, actually I was cheering for for Colton as well. Oh, of like, course, yeah, yeah. I was just sitting there watching it, like I was actually in this room watching it on TV whilst playing Fortnite. I haven't played in about a month, so I was playing that. But when you watch from above, so we're watching on TV, yeah, everything looks so easy. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah. I kind of understand the criticism you get online because they they yeah. see everything above, and when you're in game and you've got the pressure on the last few minutes, you're just thinking you don't see anyone besides like just down the field. What what numbers are down the field? So you start. There was one. Guy, he brought a handball inboard, and I was like, mate, you should have just booted this shit out of that mm, down the field, mm, trying to get yeah. you know, a boundary throw in. But just anything happens in the last couple of minutes, and that's what was, it's funny to see on TV what is actually out there on the ground. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Michael Whiting uh, tweeted again. He calls them the cardiac kids. Um, Gold Coast. <laughs> heart attacks, is he? I, I think uh, I think that's the name that they've 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 been able to attach themselves to. Right, last good few on weeks. him. That's a, the top of the ladder, like the top eight. Yeah, no one would have expected that shit. Yeah, and, and I think you know, in fairness to where the list is at, where yeah. people externally had expectations for Gold Coast this year, no one expected that that football club was going to yeah. be three and four um, after the Stuart first four He's doing something good down there. He's uh, they're playing good football. They're yeah. playing a good style of football. They're defending well. They're attacking. They're spreading hard. Um, it's good to see. So I suppose, you know, the challenge as it always is, is yeah. can they maintain it over 22 rounds? Yeah, exactly. It's a long um, season. And then yeah. we got St Kilda, we got Frio, us, Bulldogs. Yeah. Like the, like the top eight is just out of whack at the moment, but it's, it's yeah. good, it's good oh, for the competition though, isn't it? And you got teams like Carlson that are actually playing reasonable yeah, football. Yeah, I know. Like I think that's why they haven't copped it as bad as everyone like thinks they should have been. Yeah. Like they've, Pushed a lot of lot of teams to the end, and realistically, they should have won yesterday. Like, yeah. let's be honest, man. Like, I, I, I thought they were going to win. I, I didn't <sighs> um, expect Gold Coast to be able to pull it out. And, and in fairness to Carlton, they probably should have been able to to maybe hold to on to it. Yeah. But that's football, that and things happen. Pretty. It's unexpected. And make credit to Gold Coast; they didn't give yeah. up. Yeah, touching on our game, it's one of those ones where we just got jumped at the start, um, and then to claw our way back, it was just a, just a tough ask for us. But yeah. 
the stats that we like the stats that we've been dominating for the first three rounds, we just weren't there at all on the weekend, like contested footy, and it wasn't so much at the source. It was like post stoppage. They were yeah. they were just their outside run was just I think just shocked us a little bit, and um, us turning up to the next contest, they would get there first or they'd get back into the forward line and or into our forward line and then just kind of clean it up. So. Obviously, effort's something that we need to bring every week and intensity and um, bring that physical game, and it just wasn't there on the weekend. But in saying that, there's a lot of things we can take out of that game. And yeah. is it, well, we, Thursday night game this week against Collingwood uh, at home. We, we joked about this before. It would have been <laughs> it'd be the first weekday game you've had in what six, seven years. Yeah, I think. Well, obviously, my first game was a Thursday night, and then it was like a. I think we missed a couple, and then it was back to Thursday night games with yeah. Collingwood v Richmond. But um, it's weird. It was a five day turnaround, so practically after the game we just had to dissect it real quick and then uh, we can't change that result now we'll do our review today being the monday so yeah. um, we've got a few recovery things this afternoon and then uh, we get stuck into to collingwood's first thing tomorrow so yeah. um five day i love short turnarounds i, I was going to ask you this because there's this notion in the industry that oh, five day turnarounds are horrible probably mm. more so for support staff who yeah. obviously have to work a bit harder to turn players around but from a player's perspective i've been told that it just allows you guys to focus on recovery. You it just is. get five days to focus on it recovery is. rather than having to do the extras in between. Is that is yeah, that right? Yeah, that's 100%. Like, if it's a eight to... I think after this game, we've got a 10-day break. Mm. So, the footy clubs see that as a time to get more um, weights in, power into the legs, get the body going again and try and, like, fill in a little bit more fitness. So, in, those, in, that, in that long break, you kind of... I think it's a reverse for you mentally. Like, it just takes a long, longer to the games to start. And then you've got to watch more games on the weekend. And then by the time Sunday comes around, you're like, oh, now we're playing. Yeah, so, yeah. it's um short short games and short turnarounds for me, I really, really enjoy because you just get out of the game. You can focus on the next week. Win or lose. Like, it doesn't matter about yeah. that. But um, you just focus on the next game and you've got a couple of days to recover. And you, your body feels like you find a way to feel good. And yeah. um, the best thing about up here is uh, when we go to South Bank, the water's not that cold. So Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you should... Find a way to get down to the Gold Coast, Mitch. Um, no, I don't mind. Beaches I'm aren't too bad down that way. I know. If we can get it actually, Fris, I'll say this before. If Brisbane yeah. had a beach, would be the best place in the country. Yeah, yeah. a beach. Yeah, 100 We've just got mangroves galore. I, I think with that being said, just just on on um, your game Saturday, I think that's the team most people expected from Essendon this year. Um, yeah. The way that they played. A lot of people had Essendon, you know, finishing top high four, in the top, top four, yeah. really. And I suppose for them, they actually started to show the level of football that they're capable of playing. Well, we spoke about it in one of the podcasts before that it takes a couple of games to get going. Um, they probably had a rude awakening, especially early days with their losses they had and the effort that was shown. I was very public of how they went about the footy. And then Nick, like, as soon as they played against Melbourne, that was what kind of kind of kick-started them back into um, the way that where they, they should be going. So um, they were a very quick team. That shocked yep. us. So they were very quick on the outside and, and we had to win the ball on the inside and... We didn't 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 part, so they just we just didn't turn up to the next contest. So um, we know if we play like that against Collingwood, it'll be another blowout. So we're, we're actually really like the boys are really excited. All the group chats, are, everyone yeah. wants to wants to get this game going already. So that's that's a positive. So look yeah. forward to it. And unfortunately, we we saw a few um, concussions, and and this was something that we we're going to be yeah. talking about throughout the week. And yeah. you know, Callum Ward goes down. Um, Saddest against, thing against Geelong, and um, I mean, you could just see the emotions from the bench. Yeah, know. especially the Callum Wardinson. He just came back from a PCL. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same leg. Um, yeah. It was like it, it, innocuous, really. Like he just was a tackle from Ablett. Yeah, but I, I think on replay, 
he was already going down. Yeah. Um, he went to reach for the ball yeah. to pick up the ball, and, and he was already going down yeah. before the tackle had commenced. So um, That's the thing with ACLs. Yeah. Like it takes nothing, and when you least expect it. So you see a lot of these ACLs when they're you know, changing direction or slowing down. Yeah. Um, this one, he was going down and just an awkward little twist in the knee, I'm guessing. But yeah. now that was, that was probably like a – we were – so we just got back to the airport after the Essendon game, and GWS were there, and I caught up with a couple of the boys, and – I can't. I know, I know Ward really well, but um, yep. I didn't really want to go. He wasn't there. Yeah, because I think he was staying down for a week just to see the surgeon and stuff. So that goes. But they were all shattered for him. They got over the line. A massive win. Oh yeah, oh, massive. Oh, I don't think anyone would have given him much of a chance after that tackle. The emotion yeah. from the game, you could just see it. The players were, yeah. were quite distressed. Apparently, so did a pretty pretty um big speech at halftime to the boys. So. That also yeah. got them over the line, but um, no, they're they're a very good team and GWS are big. But touching on concussions, it's uh, another one this week. I think yeah. there, I think there was three this weekend. Yeah, I know Will Powell, Will Powell was yeah, in a sling, sling tackle. tackle. Yeah, so so talk to me about that. I mean, how hard is it for the umpires now to officiate that? Because well, that wasn't a free kick. That they, wasn't they didn't a free give kick. It a, the guy, I think no. it was Foot Nick Foot, didn't pay a free kick. Yeah. So and, and the Suns players were filthy. The Suns players, once he was down, like they under they were like. Where's a free kick? They're like, look yeah. at him. He's because like, when he got up and stumbled back and fell over, I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's out of it. So yeah, and, um, and he tried to get up. He and tried to get see, up. That's what I mean. Tried to get up and stumbled back. So yeah. like, you know, they're going to bring the stretcher out. And then he ended up walking off, which is you know courageous for himself to do. But the sling tackle is a tough one. Um, I think the umpires have officiated it pretty good this year. Um, I've got I've been done for two in two weeks. So yep. And as I didn't think they were there. I think I spoke last week. I, yeah. know, I didn't think it was yeah. there, but. It just goes to show that if you do pin the arm, both arms especially, even if they do have the ball, like they, they can't protect their head, and that's what what the rules being brought in for. So, for players doing the tackle, it's they're not trying to knock a player out. Yeah, we yeah. get taught from a young age to take the ball carrier to ground so they can't dispose of it correctly. And um, I think it was Setterfield. Yeah, Setterfield I think, did it. I think that was the other one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think he was, and he's I think it was one arm that was yeah, and that was linked. So I'm pretty sure, like he took him down that way and had like. He had the ball in both arms, both so arms, like yeah. he just couldn't protect his head, and he yeah. just a, a double, double yeah. motion. How you grab him, then take him to the ground. So I don't know if he's going to get a week for that. Um, yeah. Obviously, he wasn't trying to knock a player out, but we've seen that Dangerfield got a week in probably a couple of years yeah. ago, in 2017, when he tackled Cruiser, I think. Yep. Um, yep. That was a big one because I think he was Brownlow favorite that year, actually, and yep. obviously Bryce Gibbs was probably the first one that got done for it. Yeah. When he Gray. tackled Robbie Gray, yeah, That's he got right. two weeks of that, and so it'd be it'd be. Interesting to see what route they go down, but I would say um, probably like a careless tackle. That he's not yeah. intentional. Yeah, if you use the word intentional, like he's trying to. Hurt yeah, him and, and like, but but is it reckless? Um, yeah, reckless, I suppose that's careless, the, other, like the other element to it. Now, now I would say there's no malice in that whatsoever. He has no intent to hurt the no. player in that. You just capacity. want to take him to the ground, take him out of play, and yeah. um, you just don't want to dispose the ball because. Yeah. Teams these days, they're so quick at just getting rid of the ball with handballs. It's, I reckon, it's probably the fastest I've seen this year. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't stop that, bang, quick handball, then yeah, th- you know you've probably overcommitted or and then they're out. So, unless yeah. throws are being called, I mean, you could just literally Mate, throw it out. You said it. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell! I, I, I reckon I need to go to uh, just like some anger management because I get so angry at umpires. Like yeah. I can see it obviously because I'm, I'm I play footy and I understand what a handball is and handball isn't and what yeah. what the technique is. Yeah, I just don't understand how it's not paid. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, that's it, another topic. Yeah, anyway. yeah, oh, geez, yeah. Well, 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 so we saw we saw on the weekend with 
Will Powell, he goes into the rooms for concussion testing and yeah. obviously so do the other boys. What What's the process there? What actually happens between player and club doctor? What's that process involved? Well, the, the doctor will get footage pretty much straight away. Um, the ones that I've had, they might not look much, but if they see any part of your body go limp, that's yep. kind of a you're out type yep. thing. Um, there was one against Richmond when I was t- tagging Dustin Martin and I got like literally just clipped in the side of the head and my arm went limp when I before I hit the ground and that was me done, even though I felt fine. Yep. Um, so you go straight down the room, you do a bit of uh, testing, they'll, they'll throw a bunch of objects, words like banana, apple, bike, Yep. Um, at the very start, then you'll, you'll go through that and then they'll go to like the months backwards. And I struggled doing that normally. So <laughs> under, that, under that dress and the testing and adrenaline, I, I struggle with that. But And then they'll bring some numbers in and they'll go back to the, the, the words that you got to remember. So that's a bit of testing at the start. And I'm sure once I saw the footage of um, Powell, that would have just... Oh, that's it. Straight yeah, away. So I don't even, I'm not even too sure like that's even if he did that. But yeah. he went down, straight down the rooms and he I think he was done for the day. But um, in terms His of that, test was not getting up. That's, nah, that's, he did, that's well, when you stumble back like that, he, yeah. the Gold Coast would have copped it if he went back on if he passed a test. And yeah. a lot of the players do pass a test after yeah. a concussion test, but that's what I mean. The footage kind of overrules everything, and that's it's the club doctor's um, final say. And if he doesn't like what he sees, and he's definitely going to say no. Yeah, and and I think that's one thing that the game has done incredibly well Way over the better. last five years. Is yeah. um, you know the 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 decision's out of the player's hand. It's out of the coach's hand. It's the club doctor, yeah. the independent club doctor, who comes in and and makes the final say. And, and I think at that point, you know that the player's best yeah. interest is at heart. It's um, good that the players don't have a say because 100% of the players will always be like, no, nah, get me back on, feel fine. Yeah, 100%. So it's good that the it's, they get overruled. And obviously the doctors are really good these days, like the um, especially because it's so public public knowledge when people yep. get knocked out. There's a lot of more cameras and stuff. Yeah, so within Still the past, since my time in the AFL, I don't think there'd be any way I could sue the clubs that I've been at because they've been so anal about everything that goes into the process of coming back from concussion or if you get one in game, then the the rigorous process you'd go through after the concussion, especially during the week before the next game. So we saw Fife, he took a week off. Do players have concerns over the uncertainty around the long-term effects? Because it is an uncomfortable conversation to have. Yep. Yeah, so I think it's a lot bigger, obviously, in the States with NFL. Um, they have, like, 20 years on the track. They're getting um, post-traumatic stress and disorders and stuff like that, and they um, end up leading to depression. Um, and it's one of those things for us that we haven't seen anything like that just yet. So, obviously, we've had a few players in the AFL retire from concussion, and I think the AFL is really, really um, secure and good in that in the terms of looking after their players and making sure during the week they do all their proper testing and the symptoms they show that they're like looking over it and getting through all the documents, looking at the footage. And so from that point of view, um, we haven't really had anything like that yet. Um, so it would be a bit more worrying if players from the past started coming out and started talking about it more, but um, I haven't seen too much of that. So at the moment, all our faith is in with the doctors and the AFL and, and I'm sure we're doing a good thing. We're bringing in rules to look after players like the sling tackle, um, the shirt fronts have pretty much been wiped out of the game. So um, there's a couple of worrying signs with the, with like Pickin retiring and um, the player at St Kilda, what's his name again? Uh, not Paddy McCartney. Yeah, McCartney. Oh, no, yeah, McCartney. Yeah. So he's yeah. had a few knocks and. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're looking after him a fair bit. So in terms of that, I think I think we're in a good we're in a good space in terms of concussions and stuff. So. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think the game has done a tremendous job in the, in, the yeah. in recent years with you know almost becoming a pioneer for world sport in, in how they handle concussions. Um, Paul Ruse had a really interesting take 
during the Fox footy call where he sort of suggested that, and it was during the game where Will Powell goes down, where you know teams should have the luxury of having a sub rule yeah. so that they're not yeah, disadvantaged when players do go down with concussions yeah. or, or serious injuries. Now, I don't know how you'd ever get that over the line. I don't know the logistics behind it. Personally, I don't think it would work, but w- what are your thoughts behind potentially having a sub rule yeah. where a player, like what we saw in recent years, yeah. literally sits on the bench w- waiting for a potential? I think it'd be tough because Paul Roos was touching the fact that he went down purely because concussion and it was out of his hands that he got that injury, um, whereas a lot of players get injured in games. You know, they get ACLs, um, they can break some bones, they can get corkies and can't run out of the game. Um, so I, I don't think there should be a, just a rule just for concussion because they're kind of rare, to be honest. Like, there's probably one or two a week yep. um, in most cases. So I don't see that as a possibility because also players um, who play, like, obviously Neeful for us, um, our team, we play in different states. So when we went to Melbourne on the weekend, we took an emergency with us. Louis Taylor went down as an emergency with us. So if anyone injured during training or felt sick the day before a game or day off game, he would come in and play. And our NIFA team played up here. So if you have travelling emergencies and they sit on the bench, they can probably you know sub them in if someone gets injured. If both teams have a sub, it's kind of even. But in terms of that, you could be sub every week and not get game, game time under your belt. And um, to be honest, players don't want to be a travelling emergency because you miss yeah. out on game time, then you have to... Whack on the GPS vest the next day and uh, clock up the case. So I don't see that as a possibility. And concussions are so rare, really, in games that um, it's kind of one of those things that if you do it does happen, then it's yeah, you know, like a luck of the yeah. Irish style thing. It's it's hard. The players hated the sub rule, didn't they? Like no one wanted yeah, to. Yes, they hated the <laughs> sub rule. No one wanted to wear the the green vest. No one wanted you'd to wear the red vest. You'd be yourself in the meetings. Yeah. Like you'd be as soon as they bring the team on the board, you're like. Where's that, where's that mm. sub rule? Oh, mm. yep. Mm. I'm not it, thank God. Because mm. mm. the sub rule just messed with people. Like, I'm sure it ruined people's careers. And I was actually talking to Lockie Neal. He was he was a sub in the grand final, 2013. Wow, okay. Lockie yeah. Neal, the yeah. player we have today. Yep. So yep. I think it was his first, second year though, so fair enough. But um, this, yeah, the sub rule, I don't know. May, maybe if they look at probably, probably bringing one in, I don't think it would work. Um, it's just luck of the game. Like, if you get an injury and you get someone goes down, then, then you just play on. Yeah. And, it's, and Gold Coast lost Will Powell at, by half time. Yeah. Came out and won the game. So, yeah. yes, it's a disadvantage at the time, but obviously there's no intention to knock someone out. Maybe take another, maybe take a player off the ground for the other team if they you know, job someone and knock them out like that. And Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I think, you know, the, at the first bounce, everyone has 22 fit players. Yeah. Um, and as you said, you know, a player can go down, Will Powell, Callum Ward, yeah, and those teams can can still you know fight through. Yeah, um, it is just really interesting. I just don't know how you would ever bring it back because players just hated the, yeah. the, the sub rules. You, no, they won't, won't come back. You touched on Dangerfield. Um, yeah. Now he got himself in a bit of strife for yeah. Um, I know a, an off the ball incident involving uh, Matt DeBall, I yeah. think from memory. So yeah. a couple um, weeks he's been in the headlines. Yeah, yeah. So doing his job well apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, two wins. He's, he's yeah, I'd, and you'd two wins on the ball. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably chalk him up. Um, how did you see that? How did you see that incident? Um, been a lot of behind the play, that. striking. I saw apparently there was, an, there was another one from him, but the, the one that I saw from behind the play it just looked like a get off me elbow to the guts. Um, I think striking in AFL's terms is clenched fist punching motion. Yep. Um, but obviously they don't want any elbows because I said if you elbow anyone in the back, it's going to be classed similar. So I just see 
that incident that he would probably just get a fine. Yep. Um, which to me doesn't like I I want it to be a fine. Like I like I don't want it to get suspended, obviously. Mm. But it's just where's where's the like the grey line, the grey area. Like he drops behind play, you'd think that'd be a week, but it's just the low impact versus medium impact. So if I like hit someone in the guts and they drop, sure that's more than low impact. Yep. Um, and that should be a week type thing. So. There's so, there's so much confusion around that at, that at the moment. And some weeks they'll, they'll probably get rid of players, suspend them, um, and then the other one they'll just fine them. So there's no clear-cut image in my head that that's going to get someone suspended. Yep. Um, especially now Stabor has been two weeks in a row that he's been you know, tagging and niggling, but you just got to take yep. all that out of it. It's just the action. Yep. And I think you were talking about just before we got on here, was it was it the yeah. outcome or was it... Yeah, well, and I, I suppose that's what, you know... I suppose we're discussing now as a game is what's worse, the action or the outcome? Because you know, if yeah. if you get hit off the ball but you don't move, yeah, it's not it's just play on. No, yeah, it's just play well, on. No one's going to no see, no see it. But if you go down, then the incident receives a spotlight. So what what is worse, the actual outcome or the action? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just think I just take it back to the gaff incident with um with Brayshaw. If he had hit him and he just no took it really well just dropped and got back up like yeah. what how many would you got weeks how many weeks but since it was like such a big outcome like broken jaw teeth were missing and stuff eight week suspension yeah so i don't know i think it's purely based on what happens the grades of the impact so that's what i mean there's low impact medium impact and then high and severe or whatever it is and i think it's <laughs> should be just what the action is not yeah. what the outcome is yeah because a lot, a lot of stuff's been put into medical reports these days yeah, and yeah. I was saying before, like you don't, so, so you don't let's feel touch on like, that. yeah, you yeah. don't feel. Say if you whack me in the guts, like yeah. today, my ribs are killing me. Yeah, I don't remember in the game if I got whacked or not. Yeah. but but if it was obviously if it was footage of me getting hit, I didn't feel after the game. But forty eight hours post, I feel sore. Then I'm like, oh, hang on, that's actually I can't put it in the medical report now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because yeah. you got adrenaline, you adrenaline, know, everything, everything. Yeah, from, you so many right. emotions a day after. And then it's always forty eight hours post of me when I start feeling like sore. Yeah. So medical reports, yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit hard. Yeah. Um, now, a bit of lay of the land. We're, we're, we're keen to talk about other podcasts and other shows around the, the yes. landscape. Uh, iTunes last week, I think we were <gasps> top five or top six. Top six. Top six. So, yeah, yeah, we got to six. I was actually yeah. very proud moment. We were texting back and forth. Yeah. Uh, we got to seventh <laughs> and then we jumped another spot to six. Yeah. Um, Overtook the Howie Games, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, you know, just a just a small little podcast yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah nothing it's, special. It's, it's crazy how, how it works. We... um. <laughs> So once you're refreshing it, you're continue, continuously refreshing it to see where you go. Um, the next day, you can drop down 40 spots. Yeah. It's just yeah. whatever's the flavor of the day, really. So yeah, I was very happy with that, though. Um, it was our first one that we kind of um, advertised and put out, and we um, we got six. So hopefully this week we go a little bit higher than that. And we're talking about other shows um, around the media landscape, the the none bigger, really, than the footy show for the last 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, has really... I suppose had a bit of a hit in terms of its its TV audiences, and I know you follow this quite closely. And I suppose the numbers are starting to to maybe dictate that maybe you know the product that was the revered television football product for a number of years is is starting to to really I suppose go through its own challenges. Yeah, that's a massive one. Um, I've actually have been following pretty close since we started the podcast. Anyway, um, looking at all that competition around the AFL on iTunes, and obviously TV is a little bit different, but. Um, it's been a big drop in numbers for the old footy show. Um, I was actually asked to go on it last week, and not purely for the fact, not because they've dropped their numbers, but oh, they, they're trying to get a spike in audience. They're trying to get a spike in yeah. audience. They wanted, they wanted Mitch Robinson on there, and um, I just felt like 
you know, I was going on the last year and it didn't happen. And I was kind of down that, down that road that, you know what, you had a chance last year now, now you don't get me. But the reason why I think it's dropping, it's just a whole different show. They, yeah. they had a chance to change the name. They probably should have. But that, that, that just brings me to the fact that a lot of people would rather do, you know, podcasts or other things like that to talk about um, footy at the moment. And I do understand because we can control the narrative. So if yeah. I didn't like something I said, I'll just, just cut it. I can just go to you and say, no, don't want to put that in. Yeah. Cut, start yeah. again. We'll do it again. Do it again. So I think that's the, the path that everything's going down. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't, but I think the footy show could just do it on YouTube. Yeah. You can get 73,000 yeah. views on YouTube if you get some clickbait yeah. going. I think... Back in the day, footy show probably had the avenue of being the only show. And then the yeah. Sunday footy show, that was kind of the probably the only two. Yep. Now it's like I can flick on anything and have four footy shows at my grasp. Like I can watch any. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not to mention podcasts and you got yeah. all these YouTube series going out. So um, AFA website has about 40 shows yeah. at the moment. So like yeah. you're just saturated with footy at the moment. So it's hard to be relevant and to stay ahead of the times, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it drives me back to a point that you mentioned before how players can now. I suppose, and, and probably are having a greater understanding of their own audiences and how they can connect to fans through a multitude of different yeah. channels. Um, Craig Hutchinson said on the Sounding Board podcast that he believes players are becoming more savvy when it comes to understanding publishing and becoming less reliant on clubs yeah. and knowing that they've got their own audiences that they can reach out to. Yeah, yeah. Um, NRL player Josh Dugan, who I've been doing some stuff with, um, terrific fella, said something very similar about you know even rugby league players. How do you see it? Are players becoming more receptive to know that there's so many other channels that they probably never had access to that they can now, I suppose, you know, reach through to, to communicate their message? Now, I'm probably the wrong person to be asking this because You're really Gary the right and I... You do a lot of stuff <laughs> for, for athletes. So, um, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Obviously, players can reach the public a lot quicker than the radio or the other news. We've got our own social media, got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, put one story out and... I think like 2,000 people see it in a couple of minutes. So depending on the, how many numbers are following you, it's it's crazy how quick you can get news out. And obviously, as I touched on before, we control the narrative um, of what we want people to see. And for us, it's we put out what we want to put out because it's the truth for us. As in like if I can do an interview with the media, they can twist a little thing I say in that whole interview and then make it a headline. Yep. Um, so for us, it's, it's a lot better doing podcasts because we control what we're saying um, and I think obviously the NBA do it better. They probably hire publicists and people like yourself who who <laughs> run media channels. They um have you guys intact to be able to help them and the yeses and the noes and what they should and shouldn't be doing on media. So yep. um, there'll be some things coming out this week that uh, some players might like something on um on Instagram and uh, that when I'm scrolling through my Instagram, I might like something and then not even really look at what I'm looking just because the name I see. So um, it's one of those things where we control what we want to put out and that's why I think it's best for us to f- you see a lot more podcasts and people doing stuff than doing... Because you don't get paid. If it lets you're one of the top four in the game, you don't get paid much. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they're probably raking in 10 grand or something for... I think the footy show offers probably the most money because they do, they're, yeah. they're, they're backed heavily on the channel, the network. So yep. um, for everyone else, it's kind of just scraping the barrel. You don't really get much unless you yep. go on a show and get like a coupon for Michael Innes. Yeah. Suits. <laughs> Good sponsor for our club. 
So yeah, it's um, yeah. why not do your own po- podcast or just yeah. put a tweet out? And we've had a number of boys uh, reach out to you, yeah, keen to come on the show. Yes, so. I'm actually well, I'm getting Charlie Cameron on this week, so yep. probably Wednesday we'll do that. Um, yeah, I was going to get him this morning, but we start very early. Then. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And yep, then uh, Lockie Neal's agreed to come on, and then uh, we might look down the avenue of getting other players on. So yep. Gaz has um, said he's he's coming on at some stage. I want so Gaz. We just, we just I gotta, want him. We're just going to find a week to make it work. So yeah, we'll wrap it up. But obviously Thursday night, big game for us. It's uh. I think it's a sold-out game for the Gabba. History yep. in the making. Yeah. Obviously playing against Collingwood. Um, hopefully Beams plays. Yeah. He was, late, so late, he, he was a late out last week. Yeah. Um, not too sure why. Um, don't want to touch on anything I don't know about. So yeah. uh, hopefully he comes up and plays and we get a sold-out crowd. We obviously really want to bounce back from the weekend. Um, that's not how we play our footy. It's want to play the Lions brand, and that's what we've been yeah. doing for not just three weeks at the start of the season, but we actually, you know, JLT, we won both those games. So... A little bit of sour taste in our mouth, and then we're ready to go Thursday. But um, fantastic! So, um, remember you can yeah. subscribe via iTunes. We've got iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud. But I think we'll go hard on iTunes. I want to get up that ladder. Yeah. I want to. I want to climb like just like a Brisbane Lions. I want to climb that yeah. ladder. I think Damien Barrett in the game's number one. So we we're, we're coming. We're coming for him. This week. I was actually on his podcast on Friday. So yeah, I hope you gave a little bit of cross, <laughs> cross promotion there. I gave myself a plug when I was on his show. I had to had to do that. So that's fantastic, yeah. and it's a great podcast. Yeah, so it is a good, it's podcast. A good podcast. So yeah, he's doing very nice. well, but um. He'll be second this week. So. He'll be second. <laughs> Sucked in. <laughs> nah, I appreciate coming up, mate. Um, bit of traffic this morning, so I appreciate you doing that. I know nah. it's not easy getting up a 5.30 drive up here, but you do it, and I'm proud of you. So, Always glad to be here. Thanks, everyone. Um, peace out. Good town. <laughs>